0: You know, we're very big on spinning babies, which is kind of a form of physiotherapy, where you, you balance out the ligaments of the uh, uterus and, um, and it's applied, it's applied to labour, really, to help reposition baby optimally and hopefully, you know, combine. It's not all about force, the force of labour. Uh, and increasing that to get the baby out, but also about you know the balancing of those ligaments.
1: Welcome to Fit as a Fiddle. My name is Dr. Sneha Ghazi, and I'm a physical therapist and business owner in New York City. Each episode, we bring you phenomenal guests in the health and wellness industry who share inspiring tips and tangible advice. This podcast is for a community of people who want to keep their mind, body, and spirit healthy, and thriving. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, review, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome everybody to our show today. Today we have Sin Hubert-Giles. Um, she is a midwife at Brooklyn Birthing Center, and this is her first year there. And we are here today to learn a little bit about midwifery and about the natural births that can happen in a place like Brooklyn Birthing Center. So welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you so much for being here. And tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you here in the whole midwifery field.
0: Sure, so um, I I arrived very pregnant and I moved to New York very pregnant. Um, I was probably seven months pregnant at the time and I was looking for a midwife, you know, coming from Europe uh, I'm French originally, and then at the time when I was pregnant, I was living in London in the UK. It's a very, it's a default thing to do, to go and seek the help of a midwife. Um, it's a its a very different system, right? It's, uh, we have, uh, we have medicine accessible to all. And so you don't, you don't shop care providers the way you do it here. You just go mm-hmm. and, and get your care from what the state has organized and, that is midwife when it comes to to birth. Um, So I I always knew, I guess from uh, my my brother being born with a midwife and I have this memory because I was eight already at the time, that if everything was uh, going well, I would want to give birth physiologically and um, ideally at home if that was possible, if my health was uh, allowing it. And so when I came here to New York, I, I found a midwife and she supported me and the care, the quality of the care she gave me was life-changing, uh, not less than that. She enabled me to find a, a strength I never knew I had. Um, and, and that I could really apply then to all the areas in my life. And I was at a point in my uh, work life where I was ready to change. I used to be in advertising and I was looking for, you know, the the right direction for me. And so, you know, this experience kind of told me, okay, this is is where I want to go. So I started volunteering first for a not-for-profit called Choices in Childbirth, which, um, Basically promoted just what it says, and uh, through various ways. And I specifically got involved in developing uh, meetings for expectant parents around their choices. So we would have, you know, a panel of three different care providers, three different uh, mothers, families who made different choices. So yes, types of care providers, for example, would be a topic, or types of birth setting would be another. Uh, you know, men and birth would be another. Uh, mm-hmm. so we had we had a, a good panel of, uh, um, or a good set of, of topics. It was very uh, inspiring. People were happy. It was growing. You know, initially I had one expectant mom, and then towards the end, it was more, um, I want to say, sometimes 20 parents in the room. Um, so... This was one of my of the way I, I tiptoe into, tiptoed into the world of birth, and then I trained as a doula and I, I trained as a lactation counselor, as a childbirth educator, and I started doing this. Um, doula work is great because it doesn't take you uh, it doesn't, it's not a long training course, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, hands-on learning in different settings with different care providers. And it taught, you know, I wanted to test, am I able to be on call, which is uh, an important aspect of working as a midwife. And I thought before going to school, I want to see if I can cope. (laughs) And, uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, it's, I still don't like, uh, you know, being woken up in the middle of the night, but at the same time, Uh, Knowing that it's for, um, you know, a a woman I've been working with prenatally, it it makes it much easier. And then obviously I want to give back what the good care I received. So, so then I I got a spot at university here um, to train as a midwife. And um, like you said, I'm now in my first, completing my first year of practice. And I was very lucky to find a spot here at the Brooklyn Birthing Center, which is really a a one-off structure, particularly in the city of New York. I mean, in the whole state of New York, we only have two accredited birth centers. It's hard to believe, but um, that's the reality. One is up in Buffalo and one is here in Brooklyn. And uh, there are other structures that call themselves birth center, but they are not accredited uh, by the accreditation body that makes sure that you abide by certain standards.
1: So, can you actually explain to us what is the birthing center? Because some people may not know what that is, and that's you know we want to make sure that people understand this option
0: out there. I remember as a pregnant mom visiting. A hospital in in New York where it said birth center on the door, and I asked the midwife who was giving the tour, is, "Is this a birth center?" And then I realized that the word can be used in very different ways. So our birth center is basically a freestanding structure that is not uh, set within the, the the building of a hospital. Um, it is, however, not too far away from a hospital, so we could transfer, for example, to Maimonides or to um, Connie Island Hospital, uh, or our preferred destination at the moment is Woodhull Hospital, which is slightly further away, depending on the time of the day when you go there, but has a very strong midwifery group in charge of the labor and delivery floor and our, we find that our uh, women when we transfer there um, receive respectful care and they're typically happy. Obviously they would have wanted to give birth with us but sometimes it's not possible and so we find it's a really good destination. So our birth center uh, basically I think what what makes it different is that well, so first was very small right we only have Three birth rooms, uh, you know, compared to a hospital floor where you have, you know, dozens of rooms at the same time. So uh, we imagine, first of all, we're very little, very small. And so that means you receive much more individualist care because you have a smaller team of midwives, smaller group of women. And we typically only care for one woman at a time. In a hospital, you typically have several women laboring different rooms. So then you you have all this kind of you know in the hospital they they have monitors outside to keep an eye on the uh, heart rate of different women at the same time. We we don't operate like that. We do not have monitors, and we do not actually use even belts that would allow us to project you know uh, heart rate. So. The way we practice is very much according to what has been coined as the midwifery model of care. Um, Basically, you have to be low risk. So for example, you cannot have a pre-existing condition to give birth essentially out of hospital. What we provide is a home away from home. So we do not have access to a team of pediatricians. Uh, we do not have access to a blood bank or, um, you know, an operating room. This, this is really a big difference. So a hospital is set up to cater for people who potentially have complications or come in with pre-existing conditions. Um, we, we, we would not, it would not be a safe choice to come and birth with us if you had a pre-existing condition. Um, so you need to be, you know, 37 weeks and up to 42 weeks. That's the normal range of a normal baby's date of birth. Um, that's an example. Um, you, uh, like I said, you need, your vitals need to be normal and your weight gain needs to be normal. Um, if you happen to have developed gestational diabetes, you need to have controlled it through diet you need medication, then you become high risk. So uh, the birth center, like I said, caters for um, low risk women and and offers highly individualized care. Uh, You have two midwives and sometimes even an assistant caring for one woman at a time. and we listen with a monitor, with a Doppler, not with um, a continuous fetal monitor. So it's, it's labor intensive, if you want, uh, for us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously more for the woman. Um, so, you know, say every half an hour, if she's in active labor, we're going to be listening to that baby's heart rate, you know, uh, see how, how baby's coping with the contractions. Um, the woman is invited to move to eat and drink. We do not place a default IV into a woman just because she's in labor. We will place it if she is group B strep positive and she needs antibiotic, but that's different. Um, If if she is just like uh, anybody else who does not have group B strep, we want her to drink and uh, we want her to eat so there's no of that of that hiding food that still exists in the hospital culture where everybody knows that now you know anesthesia has come a long way and it's not like back in the 50s where there was indeed a risk of aspiration of the content of the stomach should you go under general anesthetic so now and they still continue to tell women ah well we don't know if you can eat or not we consider it being a marathon and you would never tell a marathon runner not to eat um so eat and drink bring bring the people the support people you need be judicious about that you know we're, we're big fans of doulas because they're an incredible help um we we as midwives cannot always be in the room so it's nice to have a doula who, who she typically she is, uh, able to stay with the woman constantly in the room or provide whatever is needed, go and get some more Gatorade or, you know, we can't do that. Um, so we also give women access to water. We have inbuilt tubs, which unfortunately in the hospital, it's, it's rare. Uh, I think in, uh, uh, Long Island, there is a place that has tubs in the hospital rooms, but typically it's uh, it's just not part of the culture.
1: And this is for water births,
0: right? That's for water birth or water lab- uh, labor, labor, right? Uh, as a pain coping, it's it's called the midwife's epidural, uh, the tub, so or showers as well, for that matter. And that hot water pounding on her back can be really just what she needs. So, we are very big on on everything that you can do um, prior to needing um, medical pain relief, which sometimes women do need, you know, and we're not against that. It's just that when you introduce medicine for pain relief, then you have to be in the hospital because uh, it comes with its set of uh, risks. And we we couldn't be coping with the consequence of, of that. Yeah only medicine we do use because it literally has a, a half-life of, of a minute is nitrous oxide so laughing gas that the dentists use as well in their offices and for some women they just love it you know but otherwise we're big on rebozo on uh, you know positions we you know for women if they want to push on a um, on a stool you know a birth seat they can they can do that uh you know they want to dangle from the door we're going to help them with you know creating a rope from sheets um you know we're very big on spinning babies which is kind of a form of physiotherapy for where you you balance out the ligaments of the uh, uterus and um and it's applied it's applied to uh to labor really to help reposition baby optimally and hopefully, you know, combine. It's not all about force—the force of labor uh, and increasing that to get the baby out, but also about you know the balancing of those ligaments and, and the positioning of the baby so it can actually do it. <laughs>
1: That's so amazing. So, I want to ask you this so that people can understand sort of making a, in terms of making a decision for themselves. What would make somebody, of course, has to be somebody with healthy um, lifestyle, healthy body, good vitals. What would make them want to choose a birth center over a hospital? What's kind of like the main reasons that it's beneficial to birth at a birth center?
0: Well, I think it's for people who are highly invested in their own health, first of all. Uh, so they don't come and give me the key to their health and say, here, you drive you drive my health and you, you just get a baby out. It's for people who know that it matters what they eat and how they move. And also who have an interest in feeling the sensations of labor. Uh, you know, not everybody's interested. Um, and so it, then these people, they typically also appreciate having more time to spend with a care provider prenatally, and we typically have, you know, we spend half an hour for each visit uh, routinely, and then uh, sometimes even longer if it's a first visit or a postpartum visit. Um, so we have this luxury, really, uh, to to be able to give people time. And I think that often in a clinic setting, in the hospital, or even in a private clinic, you get to see, I think, the average. Quoted is maybe seven minutes. If you see a doctor, maybe maybe slightly longer. If you see a midwife, because that's the hallmark, right? It's more like seeing the pregnant woman not just as a body with a baby in it, but just the entire person and how much it matters where she is in her life, the stress levels, and just it takes time, you know. So I think yeah, that's what that's the type of people we see. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for all of this information. It's been very educational. I hope everybody has a good understanding of what a birth center is and how midwives can help um, and you really what you guys are doing is phenomenal because like you said, there's only two accredited ones in new york, the state of new york and
0: it- yeah, I guess we can we can I can add for, for the the good news is that uh, two years ago the law has changed, and so now Uh, until now it was just doctors able to open birth centers and so you can imagine that there are not many doctors who are motivated in uh, practicing birth in a way that actually costs less. I'm sorry to be so cynical but um, you know if you're able to bill for an epidural and all sorts of extra interventions you're going to generate more revenue and so that that is what I, I guess is the reason why we don't have that many birth centers, even if there is a lot of interest, you know, from women who all say, I would like to try to do it natural, but just, they just know they live in an environment where everybody gets the epidural and so they think it's a way too tall order. I think they can do it, it's just our, our environment's not set up for it. And so the good news is that uh, two years ago, the law has changed, and now midwives are allowed to open their own birth centers in the state of New York. Um, It is now, we are at, um, we're discussing with the Department of Health to look at rules and regulations, and we're waiting for them to be approved. And once that kind of administrative step is taken, I'm sure we're going to see groups of midwives Come together and open more birth centers because we desperately need them. I mean, you you know about the maternal uh, morbidity and mortality rate that's been discussed, particularly uh, in well, all across the U.S. Considering we're one of the countries that spends the most, but has such poor results. So, you know, opening more birth centers would allow more women to have access to cost-effective care.
1: Yeah, and this kind of brings it back to like the fact that we always used to do it this way. There were no hospitals. Everyone births at home. And yes, there may have been complications when it's a severe case, Mm -hmm. not having access to certain medications, but we have 7 billion people on this planet. So (laughs) something, something worked out, right? So I think it's interesting that it's like a blend of the medical world, kind of the old ways of doing things where we're coming together and we're finding a middle ground where it's not so much, like you said, handing the keys over to someone else. But at the same time, you know, we're not just saying you're not going to get any help. You just do it on your own in a tub. That's not it either. It's, it's like a wonderful marriage between, you know, conservative medicine and right. the older techniques.
0: Exactly. And, you, you, you know, you want to have coordination with great places like Woodhull, where, you know, if we have a woman who, you know, just over the course of labor, things don't pan out the, the way we were hoping for, can continue the care and, you know, seamless, no criticism for having chosen to give birth outside of the hospital. You know, that's really what we need more of that for for women. Yeah, it's
1: a culture shift,
0: right? Because it's health physically and life health, right? Right. Well, forever how you gave birth and how you were talked to. So
1: exactly. It's literally life changing because it's life producing. So yes, that makes sense. Well, this is all very educational. I hope that everyone gains something out of this. And at least give, getting an understanding some people haven't even heard of birth centers really so i hope that people know that they exist there are wonderful people like laura out there midwives who are promoting this field um if people wanted to get in touch with you how would they do that if they had a question or anything like that what's the best way to contact you
0: the website is the go-to place with the phone number there and then people come and uh they they can sign up for what's called an orientation and where they would meet me or someone else and we would go more into the nitty-gritty of you know how things work and you know how they can sign up we obviously check their insurance we, we take most insurances which is also wonderful um, yeah and, and then if they've received care somewhere else so far then they would we would help them to ha- have get access to the health record double check that they're healthy and then invite them in for for their prenatal care.
1: Awesome. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here and for giving your time to talk to all these people. Thank you so much. And we will be in touch soon.
0: Lovely. Thanks so much for having me. You take care. Have a wonderful day.
1: You too. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone gained a lot of new information out of this episode. Please subscribe and review the show. It means the world. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.